from Ennui. This is Ennui Talk. You can support the show and other Ennui projects by subscribing to Ennui Plus on Patreon. But for now, sit down and enjoy. Oh, you're recording video. I'm recording video as well because... I don't know. I got my 4K camera for my you know, web series and shit, so I'm just like, you know what? Let's stream it right into my computer, and you know, it's a bit of. I think people prefer the video as well. In in terms of um, podcasts, yeah, I think the most popular podcasts are video. I yeah, guess. I, think so. I guess they do video and audio, and then you know you can take your pick what you want to watch on YouTube or whatever. But, but then when I think about it, like okay. Thinking just thinking of the most popular podcast. Okay, um, obviously the Joe Rogan Experience, most popular podcast in the world, according to news outlets. Um, mm. It is a video podcast, and I would say it. Um, it's not just a an audio podcast that's filmed. It is very much a like video podcast that does. It's not just like switching between cameras. There's um, interaction with what's on the screen and blah blah blah, all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, same pro- with the, the H3 podcast as well. The video probably helps when if they want to like share clips from it and stuff, I guess. And that's right as well. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it's easy. Like with podcasts, it's odd. Like I listen to all my podcasts through audio. Yeah, me too. I don't know, and but I think it's um, it's cool to know that the podcast you watch, you listen to, has a video. I think that's like a. I don't know. That's just like. That's a weird thing in my head. I think it just like it it helps with the um the branding of the podcast as well. It's like knowing right. that you could go, okay, I can watch this on video as well if I really want to. And clip wise as well. Like it's easier to share clips of a podcast you like to show your friends, et cetera, et cetera, if there is a video um component to it. I think it's a bit different to go, Oh, here's a cool audio podcast. It might be really, really good, but it's like, you know, Nobody really, and no, no audio podcasts really share their clips in audio form. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of hard to do. Even like I know there's a few like different webs like Anchor who hosts um, like that's one of the po- that's that's what I used to host my podcast. Um, they have a thing where you can clip that like you can take a clip of the podcast up to a minute. I think maybe it might be two minutes. Um, it's sort of like auto um captions it as well and you can fix that up sort of as well you know it'll do a mm. i've seen people on uh, twitter sometimes they'll record a clip from a podcast on their phone and just like with the you know like the iphone screen recording in person really i've seen that before see i don't don't know like is i don't i don't think in the end inherently like either one is good or bad or going to make your podcast more or less popular i think podcast is a weird it's a very weird format as well. Yeah. Like, especially like to share, um, like I guess from a, a marketing perspective, like, and all that sort of stuff, advertisers love podcasts because, you know, if you listen to a podcast, you're obviously engaged with it, but to grow a podcast, it's very much like secondhand as well. Like, um, you might know Joe Rogan and then like watch his comedy or see, see him on fucking fear factor. But like you have to become a fan to listen to his podcast. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a second. You you don't just discover a podcast and then, at least, I don't know. Pod, people who listen to podcasts would do that, like find a podcast and listen to a podcast. But a lot of the time, it's like, oh, you like this YouTuber, and then you start listening to their podcast, or, um, you know, you like this Are comedian, you, you start yeah. listening to their podcast. You know what I mean? It's like it's not just. Hey, well, it's not I've a looked up podcasts like about certain. TV shows or movies or whatever, and found podcasts that way as well. See, that's interesting as well. Like, that's another perspective of um, you know, listening to podcasts. Now that I now that I think about it, I haven't introduced you. Um, hi everyone, welcome oh, back we to started. On We Talk. Okay. We've already started. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm keeping. No, that's fine. I like it's you know it's it's going with the flow. I'm Matthew Winter, as you know. I'm your host here with my good internet friend Ed Atlan. Um, Hello. Creator of many um, different internet videos. Let's just go with that. What's the last thing you released off the top of your head? Oh, man. 
I guess, well, Moonface was like five years ago, and then Holy I've, shit. every now and again, every now and then, I've posted like a, some small attempt at like to try and reboot my uh, YouTube channel, like every six months or so. But I haven't really, I I haven't really posted anything huge uh, recently. So yeah, so I don't know what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> I just any look. look. This out we can talk about podcast, COVID, uh, we can podcasts, talk anything. Yeah. We could talk like there's there's so much there's so much to talk about. What I want to, f- to first talk about is I love Moonface. Moonface is well, like you're, this is an for those who are not aware, it's an animated series that you created as you said five years ago. Is that when it sort of was that the first was all of the Moonface stuff the during like the one year period or was it like a two year period or three no, year I period? Think, I think I made it over like a year. Okay. Pretty much. And we, the last time we talked on, on your podcast uh, was like two years ago. Holy shit. That we, feels like a long time ago. Yeah, I only know because I, I thought it was longer as well. I, I looked it up and it was 2018. <laughs> Far out. Things have changed like so much for, for yeah. me, especially. Has how Okay, since then. The whole world, yeah. For, 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 oh, definitely for the whole world. But for you itself, like how has things changed in terms of um, making things and in terms of... Um, I just just your life in general, really, because as you said, like you know, you've been, you post a few little things to try and rejuvenate your channel, sort of thing. Um, it's like I'm trying to reboot it. If you look at the last few videos on mm-hmm. there, it's a f- there's a few different like attempts to uh, mm-hmm. turn the to evolve the channel into something <laughs> else. See, see, like I think it's like it's funny that like you know you're obviously a very entertaining person. You obviously have a lot of content that is good, like. Um, and you're very funny, but it's funny how sometimes like that doesn't translate to success forever as well. Like, I don't know, like you could obviously like, okay, I've got all these fans and now I'm just going to like get as much out of these people. Like, at, at, like, you know what I mean? Like at the time, like you could have like started selling, um, merch and started selling like dvds and started like all yeah. this stuff and trying to get as much money as you fans as you could I, i've, but I've you never could... been been great at, at selling myself like I, I did have a patreon back when i was doing uh, Moonface, but i then I, I deactivated that eventually after it had been a pretty long time without updating it i, I didn't feel like i should keep it around i think it's like when patreon first started coming out um you know, like the whole thing was Jack Conti's like, hey, I made, um, like, let's, like, he, because obviously he created the company and it's like, oh, you can support me and my, I think it was his wife's um, music stuff, blah, blah, blah. And this is the sort of stuff you'll get on our Patreon. Like, you know, you'll get the album, you'll get all this behind the scenes, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like everybody just jumped on Patreon. But then when everybody got a Patreon, do you know what I mean? You see so many, even especially like bigger creators as well, who didn't understand the concept that you can't just create a Patreon and then even if you have all these subscribers, it's going to translate to money. I mean, like people didn't know how to monetize themselves in that way. I think people were just like, hey, let's make a Patreon and hope people are going to give me lots of money to make my stuff and I can quit my job and I can just like make videos or cartoons or podcasts. I mean, yeah, you have to actually uh, produce something, I guess, to get if you want want exactly. people to, to, to care enough to to support you. No, that's exactly right. And I think it's it's interesting. Like, it's... I don't know what, like, the best... It's like, you know, you, I've seen, like, a few, like, people who are there, like, just the one person create Patreons and then it works. And I've seen so many that couldn't... And I've seen so many who are like two or more people, like a YouTube channel with a group of friends, or it's like a, a, a quote unquote company or brand with their own. And it worked. And then so many others that just shit the bed completely. Like, I don't think there's like a, a guide of how to make a good Patreon. I think it's like, like there's so many different aspects. I think so many people were like, I've seen some Patreons that were like, okay, this is our main thing, like our main video every week. And then you get a bonus video every week. Yeah. And literally that's all they did. They didn't interact with that community. They didn't, um, like all it was, was give us $5 or give us $2 or $3 or whatever. Yeah. And then you get a bonus video every week. Yeah. And I think one that, way to do it. I don't think it works for every, like, I don't know. I think it's the, at the end of the day, I think people think that 
Patreon was the would solve all their problems. But I think like you need to know how to like work with your audience and I don't know build your community and all that fucking mm. internet bullshit. That like at the end of the day, like I just like I don't know if it's the same for for you or for others. It's like I just want to make shit and then. You know, ideally, I'd like to make a living off it. Yeah, I mean, no, I, that's no, I never made anything to for on my YouTube channel for the money. So the the the, the Patreon was like a bonus thing that I I made it specifically for Moonface because that was something that was taking more time to do, and I thought I could I would actually have like bonus features for it to to be able to post on there. I remember very specifically listening to I think it was commentaries. Did you do commentaries in the episodes? Yeah, I did. I've been thinking I, I should record that. a new one. I don't, I don't want to go back and listen to myself from five or six years ago. I, I should uh, <laughs> I should record a more because uh, you know it's it's been five years and I feel like I would have a different kind of uh, perspective of it looking at it now. When I was just actually that sort of reminds me. Okay, so Marty's in that show. My um my everything, my life. Yeah. Um. When I start, so I started that. I released that. And then ever since then, and it's mostly with the first or second season, like I've done five seasons of it, quote unquote, most of it being pretty shit since then. Um, it was like, okay, here's the first and second season. Um, here's uh, me and my co-star watching it, me and Brad watching it for Marty Theatre, then Marty Talk. Let's talk about um, with the guy who produced it with me about that. And then on my other Patreon podcast now, on my writer's room, it's doing a flashback to season one of Marty's Net Show. And then me and one of my like current like screenwriter friends in we went back and looked at the scripts and see like it's like it was just me just repurposing the same fucking thing that I made like four years ago now. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, I feel like, like I've, pro- I've probably beaten that horse yeah. so many times now. But it's like when the years pass, you look back on it and you, uh, you, you if, if you've evolved, you can like see it differently, you know? Do you, Okay, if you were, like, what do you think of Moonface now, five years on? Like, do you think you could, are you, well, of course, I believe you'd be proud of what you made. Yeah, sure. I mean, are you? I like it, but there's definitely stuff in it where I feel like, uh, you know, it's definitely something I made like in isolation. So there's stuff in it where I'm like, uh, I could have like uh, recorded that dialogue better. I could have uh, drawn that background image better. I could have uh, re. I could have used some better music here. You know, there's stuff like that where it's just at the time I just made it without really thinking about it, and it wasn't till later on that I look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, I, that part is is weird because uh, I made it by myself and no one told me that uh like should have uh done another take of, of that line am i making sense yeah oh 100 right. like that was like i've watched stuff back with like just early, like there's somebody it was actually the other day i was recording a podcast about like reading the scripts of whatever season or whatever episode it was and they pointed out that there was an audio issue where the audio repeated like the door slammed twice within five seconds but the door on the footage itself only slammed once <laughs> for me trying to cover up something and like shit like that second one was like, an echo maybe yeah oh totally um hashtag door theory holy fucking shit um <laughs> but it's like that's it's things things like that it's like for me itself it's like okay i am making this a fun but it's also i do eventually like may i think it's because i have very much a my my brain i guess is like part business part creative like this is what i want to do for the rest of my life make stuff but like you know you can't just put obviously you can't just put stuff out and may and um become successful blah 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 like that doesn't happen at all like they say a lot of it's luck to become like successful on youtube and all that sort of stuff that's something that um when we were talking about i think it was i don't know if it was during this podcast or when we were talking before but we're talking about um oh like being like, you know, having your five seconds of fame sort of thing, like, um, your bit of success, like they, with YouTube, it seems like it sort of like, it really cycles through, like whoever was popular 10 years ago is definitely not popular now. Like, um, Raylan Johnson is trying to revive his career on TikTok right now, which is, right. <laughs> I don't know how, don't ask how I know that. Um, 
it's it's very very like any none of the videos are funny at yeah all. I, I, um, I don't honestly i don't follow like the hugely popular youtubers i've definitely i've heard of ray william johnson and some of them but i don't mm. that's like a side of youtube that i don't follow i'm i just kind of stuck to the little my own little corner of it <laughs> See, with Raylan Johnson, the only reason I really knew him was, like, I knew of Equals 3, that show, just because my some of my friends, when I was younger, like, young, young, used to watch it. Right. And then there was that song of him singing Doing Your Mum. That was really big. Have you heard of, heard Raylan Johnson singing about Doing Your Mum? No, I haven't. We should establish oh. our age difference, I think, now. So I am. <laughs> how old am I again? I'm 24. How old are you? I'm 34. Okay, so that's why we, we've probably oh. watched different uh, YouTube videos. Holy shit. So wait, when you were a, when YouTube came out, that's 15 years ago. Yeah. See, I, so I remember the internet before, in the time oh. before YouTube. Yuck. When I made the, the Space Tree cartoons was pre-YouTube. Holy shit. That was, was that Newgrounds itself or was that? Um, it was hosted on uh, Keen Tunes at the time. Yes. I think the, say. you know, the old Keen Tunes site is, pr- I think it's still up there if you search for it. It's quite sad that. Like that side of the internet has sort of died. Like mm. you know, um, yeah, the, the online like, animation, all that sort of stuff. The flash animations. That's that's like all the all the Homestar Runner cartoons were originally just up there as flash files, and like because there was no YouTube channels back then. It's oh things have it things have progressed very well, of course, but right. I don't know. Like, I think, like... Because like, I think the guys from Homestar Runner are doing, like, Disney XD shows or some shit like that. I remember reading something like that. But they tried to revive it recently in some form. Maybe if you, maybe recently is, like, in the past five years. Yeah, I don't um, know. I, th- I think they've done other other shows outside of Homestar. Yeah. But they also... They, they have the Homestar YouTube channel now. I'm pretty sure they update that. Oh, they do too, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that sort of, like, alternative YouTube in just general. Like, that sort of, like, non-mainstream stuff. It feels like it's died. I think obviously, like, that's the platform as well. Like, you know, obviously the other day, Leafy, Leafy is here, just got deleted off YouTube, even though he's, you know, I don't watch much of Leafy's stuff at all. I just know that he was um, a bully and friends with Keemstar, really. Yeah. Um, and that's about I've it. He- I've heard of Keemstar. I-, I don't know anything about Leafy. <laughs> so Leafy, he was just, like, he just, it was a, it was, he made commentary videos and, Recently, it was making fun of Pokimane, one of the a Twitch streamer who he said was very boring, and then just clickbaited her name for like ten videos, and they removed his channel without notice. Um, that's what a lot of people are saying. They said like, you know, you shouldn't censor somebody by deleting their channel without telling anybody. Yeah, um, I, I don't know anything about him or what he was doing, but I that's a whole other side of YouTube that I didn't really follow the the commentary uh, channels or whatever. So you need, like the thing, I remember, I remember, so about, you know, two years ago when we sort of did our podcast last, it was that I was like, you know what, um, me just making and doing, making my stuff and doing my podcast isn't going to, isn't going to cut it. If I'm going to grow on YouTube, I need to get in the commentary community. And I remember like being really depressed and even like, like talking to a few, of, I was talking to a few of them and like got like one or two on the podcast, blah, blah, blah. But it felt like very like toxic and it felt like very like everyone would just like make videos ripping into everybody and yeah. nobody seemed to actually like each other and it wasn't it just seems like, really really cynical oh it does absolutely and like part of me i like if i okay obviously if i could choose it would just be have my own audience and like you know interact with like like-minded people and like-minded creators and all that sort of stuff but be like in my own corner of YouTube as well. One of the biggest examples I've heard of that was like Red Letter Media. They don't collaborate with any other channel at all from what I know. They just, you know, remove, um, review their movies and, you know. Yeah, they're, they're, a lot of people on YouTube are imitating them, basically. Like the, their, their style of, of, uh, a lot of the like movie review channels like are basically doing a, a bad imitation of, what uh, Red Letter Media kind of started, I I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Like that's, I think it it, but that's it's obviously not going to happen unless something. Like how? Okay, if you if I, if I think back, how did Red Letter Media become popular? I think it was just it was, um, it was the Mister Plinkett reviews and that's exactly the Star what Wars uh, prequels. 
and that's and that's what it was. And it's yeah. like you know they just had and then something they, go mm. yeah. But like I remember it. It was the review of the Phantom Menace, that's which right. uh, I I liked that that a lot at the time. I'm not sure how much it would hold up uh, ten or twelve years later, however long it's been. Oh, like but, I I actually remember going back and watching it, and it's and then like because I, I became a fan fan of Red Letter Media through a friend, and then going back and watching that in like. Like, this is good, but it's not, like, as good now? I feel like at the you know time, I mean? they had, like, the novelty of it having, like, a narrative with this weird character. And also, the, just the fact that it was, like, two hours, it was so long. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it wasn't, it didn't feel like the guy took himself too seriously, the Plinkett character. It was obviously all really silly. and uh, But, yeah, I don't know. I also, I've, Red Letter Media has, like, evolved a lot since then, and they do all kinds of uh, they half in the bag and all these other types of reviews. So like, like they, they don't, my head. I feel like they, they don't even do the Plinkett character anymore. Right. Not really. Like I know, I know that like with, Oh, what's this? The main, it's the main, main series. It's not review. It's not half in the, ba- it's half in the bag, isn't it? I don't know. They, they, like, I, it's they do a few archives. different, a few different kind of things now. I think it is half in the bag. And I think that's supposed to be based within that universe or some shit like that. I've only like read maybe, up a little bit. I, I admit I haven't been following half in the bag that much. I mostly check out the best of the worst videos. See, that's, that's funny. See, I watch a lot of half in the bag and right. not as much of best of the worst. Um, I like best of the worst. Cause it's like, I, I like that more. Cause it's them. They're trying to like find the good qualities of, of bad, obscure movies that I never would have seen. I like that. That's more interesting to me than just reviewing like a current movie. I think it depends what movie they're reviewing. Like I remember they did a review of, fuck, I can't remember what it was. I feel like it was Jack and Jill. Yeah. I think it was, might've been Jack and Jill. And it was from, um, it was, I think it was, um, oh, which one of them was it? I can't remember which one, but one of them said, okay, here's a list of, things that i think will happen in this adam sandler movie and i think they got he got like a nine out of ten right <laughs> like you know like all the cliche things happening um in adam sandler movies yeah which was you know fucking hilarious and like from that from that perspective i don't think like just generally remo- reviewing movies like that's not my favorite thing either um especially um but i think well, like, it's, it's yeah it's it's now there's so many movie review channels or it's just kind of like hacky where people have their this this gimmick that they're doing where they like hate every movie i feel like there's a lot oh. of that now mm. and it's kind of just uh not interesting and it's sort of like um it's the same thing with like okay in the commentary community when for example h3h3 does something stupid ethan and then all these commentary channels make the same review like not say review the same commentary video on oh ethan said this stupid thing and he's why he's wrong blah 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 it's the same thing with all the movie, the people who review movies reviewing the same movie when it comes out, and they all just say, like, oh, they, they kind of repeat the same things, yeah. Exactly, but that's also that's what I was actually thinking of before we recorded. Um, like I've done a few movie reviews on my um my Patreon podcast on on We Talk Extra, um, just a bit more from the perspective of, like, here are a few movies that are my favorite, and then talking about somebody with them. And then picking some like bad or quote unquote bad movies or some of my friends' favorite movies, etc. Like I reviewed Holes recently. I reviewed Freddy Got Fingered recently. It's a good movie. Um, great movie, absolutely great. Um, and like like from that p- sort of perspective, like that's the only reason why I think it would be entertaining to listen to. It's because you know yeah. we enjoy these movies. Do you oh, think? He's- I wonder if there's a, a videos. I'm going to check. I wonder. I bet someone's made a Freddy Got Fingered uh, World's Greatest Masterpiece video, and I bet someone's also made Freddy Got Fingered Worst Movie of All Time review. Oh, 100%. Because I don't think people understand who, like, don't understand Tom Green and don't understand... Well, that, okay, that's 2001. Like, that is a long time ago, and I don't think yeah. sort of, like... I, I remember um, being in high school when that, when that came out, and, like, uh, was someone, the... someone got, like, a pirated like a bootleg version of it or something. <laughs> and I'm sure the general consensus would have been, oh, this is the worst movie of all time. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, think I mean, I, I remember thinking it was funny when back then as well, 
as a teenager. But I remember like critically or whatever. Oh no! It's, like, it's just a t- it's a totally like ridiculous, absurd movie. <laughs> but I think with like that sort of stuff, it, and that's a, that's the thing. It is it's extremely absurd. Do you but have I the DVD? The DVD of that movie? I just looking on my shelf. That's all in alphabetical order, and I don't. Okay, you know what I, I like about the DVD? It yeah. has it has an audience reaction audio track on it. Does it really? And that's like that's kind of the ideal way to watch that movie. I think at home. <laughs> You hear them like That's react to all the, the crazy shit that happens in it. Like I wish more movies I wish more movies included an audience reaction track on the DVD. That's am- I love that. <laughs> I feel I think the only other time I've seen it was for uh Sin City. Oh really? Yeah. Sin City did that. Like I don't know why. Only those two movies were only Robert Rodriguez and uh Tom Green were the two directors uh <laughs> smart enough to, to include that track that's interesting isn't it i think with, like with Freddie got fingered um i don't think people a lot of people really sort of understood that it was like it was more from the perspective of tom green got this money to make a movie <laughs> and he sort of like on purpose made a pretty shitty not shitty out there movie that he doesn't that not everybody would like obviously that's because it is like a surreal absurd sort of movie um I don't think people understood that. I think it's yeah, like with with the marketing and that as well. Like it comes across as like because he was in Road Trip like just before this with the guy from like American Pie and all that sort of shit. And it's like oh, it's gonna be this teen, this teen comedy. Like it's gonna feel like American Pie and Road Trip and all that sort of shit. <laughs> but it definitely wasn't a hundred percent. Like by the second scene of him jacking off the horse, you can tell does that's he, not the movie. That does he do it twice? I think he does. <laughs> I can't remember now. <laughs> he oh, probably, maybe he does. Um, but like, I, I remember um, reading a review of it recently and they said, somebody said that, you know, if it wasn't for Freddy Got Fingered, like we wouldn't have like our Eric Andres, we wouldn't have our Tim and Eric's, we wouldn't have a lot of the stuff like that sort of like makes it like Adult Swim and a lot of like internet humor these days, 100%. Yeah, it's a similar kind of vein. Because I don't, you know, I don't think it would be as as accepted. Like, I even think, like, back in the day, like, like even with Adult Swim. Well, okay, you, but then again, okay, 2001, um, Pretty Got Fingered. But then, like, with, like, Space Goes Coast to Coast, um, like, that is, what was it, 90? I feel like it was 93 that it sort of originated from when it was on Cartoon Network. Can't be that old, right? The, talk- I, sw- I swear. You're talking about the, the, the t- like, talk show version yeah. of space ghost that's got to be yeah. late 90s early 2000s right let me have a look 1994 april 15th 1994 was the first episode wow, of space I'm... ghost coast to coast i guess that makes sense yeah because if thinking about which who was like which uh celebrities were on it oh absolutely like hey just just looking at the first season of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Like, I think they um, had, like, Kevin Smith talking about mole rats or something. So that's, that's like, the mid-90s. Old Weird Al Yankovic. I remember specifically that episode. Bobcat Goldthwaite. So, yes, that is yeah. very, very much um, mid-1990s. Um, but, like, that sort of, like, mm. inspired... Obviously, like, you know, Space Ghost sort of, like, um, was the pioneered adult swim, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, they had Jim Carrey and, talking about the mask. I remember that one. So do I, actually. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I didn't and watch. I didn't watch Space Ghost until the, I guess, early two thousands, early to, maybe even I, later than that. Yeah. So by the time I watched it, there I think it had already ended. Because I remember, like, if I'm just, just, I was just looking at it just then, and just from memory, I remember that it was like, um, it finished in like two thousand and three or two thousand four. It finished, and then it was on this website called Game. Let me just bloody bring that back up. I think it was Games Tap, Games something. Um, it became a web original. Game Tap. For yeah, like they they two did like seasons. they did like a uh, like a reboot season or something, right? That's right. Yeah, it did yeah, two seasons, and I don't think many of those episodes are available anywhere. Like Bare Naked Ladies was on it. Um, Billy Mitchell. The, the Steve, king, Steve the king of Kong himself was on one. Was Steve Wozniak 
aka Apple's Steve Wozniak was on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. That is, that's hard to believe. Um, but speaking of Adult Swim, so Adult Swim has come like, even like in the last few years, like it's like, you know, like when, around the, you know, obviously it started with all this animation and it got more into live action and like, okay, with Tim and Eric getting on there, I remember hearing an interview and it was something like they just sent their stuff to Bob Odenkirk who was working with something with Adult Swim and then they got a show on that. Um, and like these days it's like, oh, it's, it's interesting. Like I think Adult Swim has become, because it's become more mainstream, you sort of have to be in the industry to get a show on there. Obviously, that wasn't. I thought that until like um, Michael Cusack got his show on there. Yeah, and I was gonna, smiling friends. Got I was going to mention them because they. Yeah, that's oh, that is actually crazy to see. Like I remember watching you know Psychic Pebbles through all my childhood, um, and find like obviously back then his his humor his humor has become has advanced very very much. Like it was a bit sort of just it was very internet humorish back then. You know what I mean? Like that classic late 2000s sort of thing um but like smiling friends is hilarious i found that that was a very 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 solid pilot um did you end up watching it at all no i gotta admit i'm, I'm like out of touch i haven't seen it oh, no. i haven't i'm out of no. touch with a lot of adult swim stuff you know i i don't i what i have to like search for a torrent to watch it you know i think it's free on the adult swim web the adult swim website oh it's not geo-blocked I don't think so. I huh. I remember watching the whole thing. Yeah, I should okay, watch let's... it. I, I I just have I'm I'm ashamed and embarrassed. It is very solid. It is <laughs> it is very very. I'm solid. sure it's good. And, yeah, I've heard it's good. Um, and then Michael Cusack, you know, classic Australian animator. Yeah. Um, Yolo. getting his getting Yolo Crystal Fantasy, which I I haven't seen that either. Yeah, unfortunately. I watched the first two episodes. There's um, it's very like um. Australian humor based um as well in many aspects but it's like it's very very funny like it's extremely it's extremely funny as well um I think because like because like back in the day he made those he made YOLO and YOLO 2 which went obviously very very viral um I but I don't when I see when I think of those videos like going viral would they have gone internationally viral or would they have been contained within Australia because it's very much like Australian humor but then no, it's it like was, they, they had know. like they had millions of views. It was it was like a worldwide. It was a phenomenon. <laughs> See, I didn't think that um, people from other countries would find Australians funny. Does that make sense? Like it's I don't know. I I feel like like especially like making like trying to make comedy content for myself and shit like that. It's like I think I think other, co- other countries love Australians. That's why that's why Crocodile Dundee was always going over to America. You know, yeah, that's they, true, they love it. <laughs> absolutely that's why he was um, getting lost in new york or whatever he did in that movie fuck that's dumb what a stupid what a stupid fucking movie that's that's why oh. the simpsons went to australia in the 90s oh they did but they that was cliche as fuck like absolutely like <laughs> so many parts of that episode it just it hurts it hurts real deep because like that's not what that's the thing it's it's cliches yeah do we use cliches it's funny yeah it, when that episode aired, it's funny. A lot of people were like talking about how unrealistic it is, but it's like Absolutely. you know, it's 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 a, it's a, a Simpsons. It's a comedy cartoon show, <laughs> and that's right. Like, I don't know. It's okay. Well, then there's the, the the stuff with the poo. It's like is that like that's a stereotype as well? But that was much more accepted for many many years until like yeah. recently. And there was that documentary about how. That's it's racist. Right. Was it voice? Was it because it was voiced by a white man or something like that? I can't or white. I don't remember. I guess that's part of it. I didn't. I don't. I didn't watch the documentary, and I haven't watched current Simpsons episodes. But uh, my understanding is they they stopped using the character, right? As far as I know, as well. Yeah. I think I was. I actually I remember. Think, I think ne- when Hank Azaria started voicing him thirty years ago, they they just didn't really think about it back then. But then, like, could you change it years after? Like, surely yeah, there'd they, be they, no one expected this show to to last this long. Fuck no! Exactly they should right. just end it. It's been long oh, enough. Absolutely. And I think they should have ended it and moved into other projects. Like, yeah. obviously, like Futurama. Like a lot of the producers and writers went over to Futurama, which was brilliant in its own right. Um, Disenchantment on Netflix, another um, 
creation yeah. is quite a good show. Like the first few episodes were, I that I watched at least were quite good. Um, yeah, we don't need. I the think Simpsons. it's just time to let go. Yeah, we've evolved beyond it. Um, I think like you know they they hit their stride in the nineties and then they released the Simpsons. I think the Simpsons movie itself in two thousand and seven, off the top of my head, should have been the end of the Simpsons. It should have ended a good. 10, 15 years ago, 100%. Yeah, the movie was around season 15 something, right? Oh, exactly. Yes. It, it, <laughs> now I, now I there's like so. been 15 more seasons. But the whole thing about it now is from what, just from like not really looking into it, but it seems like the big thing is, oh, what guest star is on the latest episode of The Simpsons? Is it Simon Cowell again? Is it... Ariana Grande. Everyone loves Ariana Grande. Ellen DeGeneres, maybe. Oh, who oh, yeah. knows? Everyone loves her, especially yeah, now, Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly, because it seems like she creates a really good working environment. And yeah. it seems like it seems just, you know, a great place to work. And you'll come in and go, ah, I know I'm going to have a good day today and not get, like, you know, hit on by a top executive or anything like that. Right. Um, I don't, I never really liked Ellen anyway. I, don't, I think, you know, she has her audience, um, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I don't think her content, her content, speaking of, you know, her, her television shows, that entertaining. You didn't, you didn't want to find Dory? No. Who? No. <laughs> no. Not at all. I, have, I, think I also she, I haven't seen that movie. It's bad. It's bad. I, the, the people that I know have seen it um, have just said, just, just watch Finding Nemo. Don't worry about this, this shitty, shitty sequel that was just to make a, a few more bucks. Um, one thing I was going to mention was... Um, I like a lot of the Pixar sequels. I'm thinking about it. I like e- the excluding Excluding the Cars movies. I, th- I think I like all the other sequels I've done. Why didn't you like the Cars sequels? I mean, I haven't watched them. I don't okay. care. Oh, you haven't watched them. I don't care enough about <laughs> Cars to watch, the, to watch the two sequels. Did you watch The Incredibles 2? Yeah, I like The Incredibles 2. And I, I like, do too. I like all the Toy Story sequels and... Uh, Monsters Inc. the the prequel, I like that what too. Was the, I did, I didn't watch the prequel to Monsters Inc. Monsters University. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't see it. Um, but I did watch all of the. To- I don't think I've seen the fourth one. I've seen the first few. Like that's a that's interesting. Okay, so the fourth one came out in 2019, not very like you know very very recently. Yeah. That made over a billion dollars in the box office. Holy fucking oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> I didn't look. I knew it'd be a great. lot. It's better than. It's better than three. Is it really? I wouldn't have expected that. I really, really wouldn't have expe- expected that. I think nobody expected it. I think a lot of people were kind of made up their minds before they saw it. You know. Well, they just see like Toy Story four, and it's like, oh, here we go again. So yeah, I, I mean, it just seems like. I mean, three has has a really good ending, so it's you know, they didn't, it's not like they need they didn't need a fourth one. They didn't need a third one either, and it and. It's like they got lucky that three turned out pretty good. It's so, all that, it's you know, no one, that no one really wanted a fourth one, I think. But then it turned out to be great, so whatever. Forky it's is great. Okay. Forky is great. <laughs> um, Toy Story was 95. Toy yeah. Story 2 was 99. Toy Story 3 was 2010. Toy Story 4 was 2019. So there's a four-year gap, and then pretty much 10 years, 10 years, almost. Um from That's the right. top, I can't, I can't remember Toy Story three. Very like, I remember it sort of, but not like extremely well. Um, three, does it sort of like reintroduce? Like, how does it? Because like you know, it's ten years later. Yeah. Is it a new audience that it sort of like tries to hit, or does it try to hit you from the perspective of, oh, you remember Toy Story two and Toy Story one from when you were young? Yeah, I think it's more that. Like, it starts okay. off with playing You Got a Friend and Me and, you know, plays that again. I, fe- I feel like 3... 3, I, th- I think it's great. I, st- I do actually like it. It's just more... I feel like 3 is more, like, rehashing stuff from the first two movies. Uh, than f- like, 4 is more kind of a new thing, I-, I-, I felt like. So that's why I liked it more than 3. Obviously, it's a kid's movie, but is Toy Story 4 enjoyable? Well, obviously, you like the movie. You you, you recommend it. Yeah, like, it's is totally. That... Yeah. Okay, interesting. I think I might watch that. What was it's okay? St- Actually, I remember it's yeah, dealing sorry. with some like heavy uh, themes, you know. But if you're a kid, you don't you're not really thinking about that that aspect of it. I think. Oh god, no. 
See, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Actually, the other day I was reading about um, Hey Arnold, and I was reading about how um, the network didn't really like the network. So, what, what year would have Hey Arnold come out? Like ninety? It was definitely nineties, but I can't think of the yeah, top of my head. Sometime in the nineties. Ninety six. I wasn't. I wasn't big into Hey Arnold. I've only seen like the occasional. I know. He, I know he's got a football head. And there's and like a, a girl he, with the with the, a uni brow. I remember that. I remember there's a few bullies. I remember there's his token black friend. That's all. Like I've seen, and I've seen a few episodes, but for the life of me, I can't remember what happens in them. Um, Move it, football head. That's, no, that's, 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 that's all I remember. <laughs> there was because what happened was. Wait, from, wasn't the song? Doesn't the opening go? Hey Arnold. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's it. I remember that's that bit. <laughs> Um, they released the first, like, few seasons. It was 96. It was a big hit, from what I remember, reading and or watching. It was in a video. I don't know if I can remember. But it was, you know, um, it was a big hit. And then they were like... They, so the creator of the show, which I'm going to just look up, um, uh, Craig Bartlett, was he had two films written. One was supposed to be, like, sort of um, a TV movie, and one was supposed to be a theatrical release. And he started writing the TV movie first because it's like, okay, we're going to get a TV movie first, obviously. We're not going to go straight to um, getting a theatrical film. Definitely not. So then, like, four years after the show, they were like, okay, we need a cash on this now. What have you got? Um, it's like, oh, I've got this movie. Hang on to the movie, which was supposed to be a TV movie. And they released it in cinemas. And then it's, like, it's written as a TV movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it did not do right. well in the box office at all in 2002. At all. And then the network was sort of like, okay, obviously people don't like Hey Arnold. Let's not put our money into that anymore. And it was something like, I think the last season, I believe it was the last season, which was 2000 and... No, that's incorrect. I'm just going to... Season 5, um, there was 10 episodes. One was released in March 2000. Then March 2000, then March 2000, then April, 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 April. Okay, there's more than 10. Um, and then May, then June, then another episode in January, then another one in January of 2001, another one, then a February, then an April. Right. Are you just scrolling through the like, Wikipedia I am. list of episodes? But there, so there was episode 12, January 26, 2001, episode 13, February 3rd, 2002. And then April 2002, April 2002, April yeah. 2002. Looks like they... And then the final episode was 2004. It's finished in 2004. And yeah. Yeah, weird. They just held on they to that episode. They didn't give a shit. They didn't give a shit. And I think there was, they... I remember reading the last episode was released like at like 10 o'clock at night or some really, really bad time slot. The final, the plot of the final episode, Phoebe is embarrassed after she farts into a microphone in front of a huge audience. What a great, <laughs> great final episode! Great. I think that's oh fuck yes, isn't that uh, that's how uh, Game of Thrones ended, right? Kind of like that. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think there was um, there was wieners in there somewhere as well. I can't remember exactly. Looks um, like Hey Arnold made it to a hundred episodes, though. I know that's like a special number. Like you get it's, you get more money or yeah. something when it gets oh, to really? hundred. Yeah, that's, that's why I've, there's been a few shows I've noticed end on a hundred episodes. That's interesting, actually. But like, yeah, look, okay, because you're obviously on the Wikipedia page as well. You look at that theatrical film. Um, Arnold, Gerald, and Helga try to save the neighborhood from an evil businessman. Neat. That doesn't really sound like a theatrical release movie. Yeah. Like, at all, sure. does it? Like, if you say, so, hey, Arnold, the movie, and it's they say it's an evil businessman, that doesn't seem like... Doesn't sound uh, epic <laughs> enough, I guess, to, to warrant... Fuck no. It's not like the Simpsons movie is like... Uh, the fucking world is doomed and they got to put a dome over Springfield. Oh, exactly. It's like like okay, epic, imagine epic story. They could only do it in, in a cinematic film. Okay. Imagine the, um, the who shot Mr. Burns was a Simpsons theatrical release movie. Like if that was, they had to say the same thing. Right. Obviously I think that would have flopped very, very much. I think like that's yeah. very much like a, a television sort of, well, yeah, because you got you, it's built to have the like the cliffhanger and where, where you're left to wonder in between seasons who shot him and everything. 
Oh, exactly. And like you look at this Hey Arnold television film and it's like they do a field trip to, to locate and like the location of someone's missing parents, et cetera, et cetera. And that ends up being a television film. Because I remember that's what it was. The Hey Arnold Jungle movie was supposed to be a theatrical movie. Yeah. It's just like Nickelodeon's like, hey, let's cash in on this as soon as we can. Which was, I don't know. So, uh, South Park. I, can you stand up? South Park at the time uh, did a movie. Did something that they could only do in a movie. Like in uh, 1999. Oh, absolutely. And that was very, very... Was that right after the first season? Surely. Yeah, I think it was like... 97 was the first season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was after like the first or second season. I think I think it was being made in like uh, during the second season and was like released around the time of the third season. So it like at least like with... Okay, they've only got two seasons out and there's like... It was just so, like so popular when it, when it first started. Oh, absolutely. But they obviously like Comedy Central and um, I can't think of who would have funded the movie. Um, Viacom, I think, owns Comedy Central off the top of my head. Sure. I think I think it is. just. Um, but like, obviously, they made a movie that was, you know, that deserved to be released in cinemas. It wasn't just, hey, yeah, it wasn't a just a long town, he's ep- evil. It wasn't just a long episode, you know, there was a story they could only do it only made sense to do it as a movie because of what it's oh, absolutely what, what the story is and then they haven't done a movie since because i think now they can basically do whatever they want in the tv show it's very interesting um i like like i really okay because there's like the seven days to air there was a documentary on making one of the yeah. episodes of South Park. I've seen it. Which was pretty much them making it within seven days. And I really, I liked that sort of, um, like, obviously, like, if I had the budget and I had, like, the um, the logistics to do something like that, fuck yeah, let's do it. Like, imagine do it for 10 weeks straight and you have, like, I think they only have one day, I think they work, like, uh, if it, I think it, would, it comes out Thursday, so they would they would work well, it's, Saturday. It's changed to... over the the last few years. I think like they they mm. ne- now I think they do ten episodes a year, but they do like they'll do like three episodes and they take a week off. You know. Oh, so they've got that little yeah. yeah. But they so they'd, but they'd pretty for, much be doing like six days straight, wouldn't they? Yeah, for for a long time, I think they were doing like seven episodes in a row, like every six months, basically. Far out to have like, like a fourteen ne- episode season. It's, I like the sort of, like, it's very, very timely. Like, I like how they've sort of gone with that as well. Like, it's very, um, you know, I don't know. It's very culturally relevant. Like, I each, mean, yeah, that's, each season is. That's like the the point of doing it that way, I guess, is so they can comment on uh, things that are currently happening. I wonder, are they supposed to do another? I Honestly, I haven't watched South Park for maybe the last couple of seasons, but... They probably have a new no, season. I'm falling off. Like I, 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 I wonder what the next season is going to be like with everything that's been happening. Oh well, it's, it's going to be very, very pandemic focused. A hundred percent. Because I, I haven't even though I haven't been watching. Like I, I maybe I'll check in on a to see what the next season. Yeah, they. It looks like they've been doing it in every uh, September to December. Yeah. So like looking at like what they did last season, a lot of it was like you know censorship in China, anti-vaccine, Trump. Um, yeah. transgenders in athletics um, Joker ice detention centers like it was very like I don't know if that was like exactly like around that time like a lot of that like some of it would have been of course but like I'm sure they'd be like seeing what's going on in the world Matt and Trey and going fuck I wish we could do this right now do you know what I mean like you know we're not, we right. can't really do anything anyway I feel like I stopped watching around the, the beginning of like the Trump era yeah did you I remember yeah, the, the was real a, world is so ridiculous it's like they can't even. It's they can't do like satire anymore because the fucking actual reality is so absurd. I remember there was it was something about um that tr- it was when Trump was about to get elected, and it was they thought yeah Hillary was gonna get it yeah that's right, and in the show it was it was Mr. Garrison who was pretty much that that Trump sort of character. Garrison like, was yeah the the Trump uh, what do you call it. He, he was the he, in in the South Park universe. Garrison is Trump, basically, and they had the storyline of him running for president. But they they did. Who was he with again? And then he was um. Well, well, they didn't. They weren't expecting Trump to become president. But then when it <laughs> happened, they had to stick to the 
established lore of uh, of Garrison being the president. So uh, I guess he's still the president in the South Park universe. Oh, he is. Yeah, he absolutely is. And I actually, actually, now that I think of it, I remember watching the last se- right, the last season that was released on DVD, and it was because the season before was very, very Trump focused, and the season after he Garrison was only in there for one episode, and it was right, right at the end. Like I think it was the final episode. So that they were sort of like, fuck, in this one season, we've sort of done everything we sort of could do. Yeah, I think they probably just got tired of it. Oh, fucking absolutely. Who was he friend? Who was um, Garrison friends with as, tr- like, in his sort of Trump persona in the show? It was, um, oh, I don't oh know. Kardashian. What's his name? Um, the transgender one. The one- and it was oh, the dad, uh, but it's. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I-, I-, I can't think. It's um, Jenna. Jenna, um, check that at South Park. Let me. It's it's and it's Chris Jenner's um the former dad. Oh, Caitlyn Jenner, right? Caitlyn Jenner, that's right. right. Because you'd go, oh, because that's right. Because she'd be in the car with Garrison and she'd go, buckle up, buckaroos, and just like Caitlyn Jenner did in real life. Yeah, she runs someone over in real life. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Fucking fucking brilliant. Um, we're clocking onto an hour right now. Have you got time? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sweet. What we might do is we might clock off our normal episode. I'll change my lights in the background. We'll go to a Patreon exclusive episode, which is just us still talking. All right. As we we do. And, you know, if people want to listen to more, they can fucking pay for it. Because, you know, I need the money. I don't care if we're in a pandemic. I'm trying to, you know, live and... What are we going to talk about? Just to give them a little sizzle, I guess. Um, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about movies because I actually wanted to discuss some of the movies that, um, I was, I saw that you were watching on your Letterboxd account and I'm very unimpressed. Letterboxd. Absolutely. Um, good, good, good shit. It's good Um, premium content. So if you guys, premium fucking content. So if you guys want to listen, patreon.com slash onwe, E-N-N-U-I, you're on the channel right now. You should know how to spell it. Go there, chuck us, chuck us five American dollars, um, and you guys can, you know, listen to more. So anything you want to say to our to our free fans at all? Uh, just thanks for listening. Uh. <laughs> Thumbs up. Good stuff, guys. On We Talk is hosted by Matthew Winner, produced by On We. You can listen to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or watch it in its entirety at youtube.com slash TV one You can show your support by becoming an Ennui Plus member, where you get exclusive series and podcasts, early access, and member-only perks. Join us at ennui.tv forward slash plus. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.